following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. You can play it by the book. Literature. What is Brave New World? Who is Edgar Lee Masters? Play it by ear. What is Stop in the Name of Love? Who is Weird Al Yankovic? Or make a power play. You're the new Jeopardy champion. But to win, you've got to play it. Jeopardy! Tonight at 7, here on Channel 7. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the one of the most amazing podcasts ever and the number one rated podcast on the BICBB radio network named the Nostalgia Funhouse. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and let's see who my co-host will be today. Rod Roddy, can you tell me now? Oh, here we go, Andrew, and we got Johnny Townsend. Come on down. You're the next co-host on the Nostalgia Funhouse. Uh, I can't believe this. A dream come true. Uh, a dollar. A bit a dollar. And not a penny of her. I love how you went like 20s gangster there. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. See? The price is wrong. <laughs> That's really close but, to my Skeletor, just FYI. For those I, who I do enjoy your Skeletor. Or I do, I enjoy Skeletor on wink wink the panel discussion yes <laughs> it's always against the he-man as one of my good friends calls me an effing mark no <laughs> <laughs> I don't, your he name's apologize. andrew it doesn't make any sense <laughs> he apologized no <laughs> i was getting ready to go just get ready there was a lot of apologies on that last episode oh yeah so, oh yeah I enjoyed it, but much warranted. You needed Bret Hart on there to apologize to Goldberg. It, but it wouldn't be sincere. Or Gold, would Goldberg have to apologize to Bret Hart? I think. I this think is just. Would... I don't know either man, obviously, but Fair my topic. My feeling would be Goldberg could fall to his knees and beg for forgiveness. And have the greatest apology of all time that seemed the most sincere anybody could ever be. And it wouldn't change Brett 
heart's mind. No. Because on a scale of one to ten, as a wrestler, Bill Goldberg is a zero. But like we said before, you cannot bid zero as we talk about and get into we're going to talk about game show hosts. And then we are going to give our own personal. These are personal. These aren't saying these are these aren't goats. These are our personal Mount Rushmore's of game show hosts that I feel probably have meant the most to us in our youth and probably even in adulthood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what what do you think makes a good game show host? Like what I the game show can be good, but yeah. have you ever watched a game show and you were like, I'm kinda don't like it because I don't like the host? There is a they got well obviously they gotta know how to move the pace along. I think that's very important with a game show host. Uh, you got to know how to roll with the punches. I think you got to be at least a little decent at improv yeah. just because you don't always know what people are going to kind of <laughs> bring your way. Cause these are, I mean, honestly, it's mostly real people who end up on these shows Yeah, and you never really know truly what they're going to say. And you got to kind of roll with the punches and see what you get. That's probably why there's so many really fun, like Steve Harvey, you know, collections of him hosting Family Feud because he's really good at rolling with the punches of whatever wild, insane thing that happens around him when it comes to that kind of stuff. But that's one thing. Another thing would be how how their voice sounds. Does that make sense? Yeah, because there's a lot of times, and I know people probably don't maybe like my voice or something. So yeah, I take no offense. Where I'm watching like a YouTube video and I'm like we're good on this (laughs) yeah the the sound of someone's voice is very subjective obviously there's plenty of people out there who hate mine i'm 100 sure and on top of that i'm southern so it's not helping me either way (laughs) so uh, i sound like this and i have a twang so uh, sorry about that you are the jim ross of podcasting i appreciate that that. that's the biggest compliment i've ever gotten i appreciate that a great deal they Vince McMahon didn't like Jim Ross at one point because of a Southern twang. Yeah. Now look at Jim Ross. Everybody loves Jim Ross. It's not Raymond. It's Jim Ross. You're right. JR. Yeah. I've ever right. heard somebody say Jim Ross is horrible. Get him off the air. I'm, I don't think until recently. And it's just cause he's yeah. getting old. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, the way the voice sounds is very important. Uh, you know, I mean, I that goes for game show host and YouTube host too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's been plenty, but there are some that'll grow on you. Like they'll have such a very distinct sounding voice that they grow on you. There's just, <laughs> there's just one guy on YouTube. who does like uh top five creepiest, whatever's body. He's got a, he got a voice that kind of goes like this at the end when he talks every time it's chills or something like that. And when I first heard it, I was like, I can't stand this guy. But now it's like one of my favorite things. Because <laughs> he always sounds like that, no matter what. So I just imagine whenever he's uh, in any sort of situation that, that that's how he sounds, no matter what. Like he could be having the, like, the greatest uh, session of lovemaking ever, and he's still going to sound like that. Just uh, you know, in the throes of passion. <laughs> that type of thing. So uh, 
it's it, 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 so the sound of the voice is important. And as weird as this may sound, like a presence about you. Yeah. Like even just how you stand, there's different styles. Like some hosts are more loose than others, but it's whatever kind of works for you. It just, there's got to be like a, I mean, I don't want to give away any of my top four here, but I would say all the ones that I picked have sort sort of a, uh, an aura about them in a way. And I think that's very important. And then obviously you got to have some sense of personality one way or the other. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to know when to, when there's a moment happening and when to kind of step back and let that moment happen. Also. Like I really like Richard. Con- is it Richard kind Al Borland, Richard kind or is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I really like him. Like I liked him on home improvement, but Oh yeah, Al. Yeah. Feud host, not the best considering what you would normally see on Family Feud. When you put him up against the Ray Combs, uh, geez, Richard Dawson, and now yeah. like Steve Harvey, he's bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. If you think about it, I was such a giant Home Improvement nerd that I loved it because I love Family Feud. And then he became the host of Family Feud, and it was like the best of two worlds coming together for me. So I will never speak uh, ill of him, but uh, I know what you mean. It's just there's some, I mean, just look at this recent Jeopardy stuff, right? I mean, that's a great example. Obviously, we lost Alex Trebek, rest in peace, to one of the goats. And uh, trying to fill those shoes is such an immense just ideal to have to handle because you want the show to go on. It's still a massive success. So they tried out what like ten different hosts, it seems. Yeah, like they would just have different hosts, and then then they go to like a co-host with. I I know it. I know her name. I can't. She remember. was on. Uh, she was on Blossom, and she. Was yeah, on, I was gonna uh, say I was. Well, I was trying to use the actress name, but I was gonna go. You know, I can't, Blossom, it's a name I can't pronounce. I think Violet Bialik. There it is. That's. I think it's it. I think you yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to go Blossom and Ken Jennings and. <laughs> <laughs> I can mean you both would think of Blossom before when everybody else was like she's she's on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, she's always gonna be Blossom. Yeah, always Blossom to me. Always Blossom. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> never gonna be anything else. Yeah, but with that, and I know I think what pace Pat Sajak's retiring at some point. Like, how do you? Yeah, I mean, you got these uh, people who are just synonymous, and I'll get more into it when we start doing our. Uh, are are Rushmore, but you know they're just kind of synonymous with whatever show they've hosted. They kind of go together. You can't think of one without the other. And I like Drew Carey, but is he Bob Barker or does? He... I mean, that's just those things. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, and iconic. It's so it, like I haven't watched The Prices Right since Bob Barker's. Got... I've seen a couple, but I. You know, it's nothing like what I would before because it used to be one of my favorite shows just to watch. I loved all the different little uh, games they would play, like the the Yodel and Man Climbing the Mountain game. I forgot what it's called. Uh, and oh. also, you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yodel, like he's doing it as he's and you gotta up. stop him. Yeah, before he falls <laughs> off the the cliff or the the mountain, and. Uh, uh, the one with the was it, a, it was like a, almost like a pachinko, I guess. That's Palenko. 
Palinko, that's it. I yeah. remember that one. No, I yeah. Yeah. yeah, but those are fun. But yeah, it's just you got to have all these different attributes, and sometimes you really just got to get lucky when you're casting a host for a show that they kind of work out and they kind of become synonymous with the show. The yodeling game on The Price is Right is cliffhangers. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> and the yodeler does not look like Sylvester Stallone. Correct. Sadly. John Lithgow, maybe? <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, like... I was also going to point out, too, because um, I... Man. All right, so when I was coming to Mount Rushmore, there were obviously ones that... Because you can only get four. Yeah. So there were some that I didn't get to get on there. And, like, I really love Mark Summers, right? Really, truly do. Like, he really helped usher in the, that era of kids' game shows. And I, you just can't think of the 90s kids' Nickelodeon without thinking Mark Summers. And shout out to him because I believe he has massive OCD. I think he does. And on top of that, another shout out to him. Isn't he like a major producer now? Like he's been behind a lot of major shows. Yeah. I think he's the reason. Yeah, because he was on Unwrapped, which was a great show. And then they did they did bring back Double Dare and they had that YouTube girl on there. I'm so horrible with names. Please don't cancel me or whatever. Well, just know uh, that me and Andrew are old. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're trying our best. <laughs> if you weren't popular between between the 70s and the 2000s, there's a good chance I cannot remember your name. Even if you're Blossom. I have if you're a- if you describe yourself as an influencer, there's a 99% chance I don't know who you are. Yeah. And that's all me, but it's because I'm old. Because I guarantee you, anybody in the age of like under 30 knows exactly who you are. So that's who you want to know you, to be fair. Andrew and I have aged out of people who you would really need to know who you are. <laughs> I, I had to move up a next box check when it's asking for your age range. So yeah, that's the worst. It is. Yeah. Or I hate it when I go to like buy beer or something. <laughs> and, or my wife that smokes if I buy her cigarettes and they don't, they just look at me and they're like, yeah. <laughs> they don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> just numbers entered. Take it, and I'm like, yeah. "Aren't you sure? Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you sure?" I got excited the other day at work because we we're on. I was on break with three other guy with three other guys, and somebody left the Dorito bags, yeah, in the break room. And one of the managers were like, "Which asked our manager, our supervisor was like, or one of the supervisors asked our supervisor, which one of them boys." left these Dorito bags and I was so excited to be referred to as one of the boys as, as a boy as, yeah. as, as a boy like I was like yeah. oh oh okay I'm not super old right now that's not bad like everybody yeah. like oh wow why would he say I'm like eh, I'll I'll take it the other thing I learned too as I'm getting older is uh kids if you're listening to this lift with your knees now because the yes. path goes quick and it's one of the first things that seems to go is the back. Yeah, uh, 100 million percent on that. When they tell you to lift with your knees, they are not joking. Please do that. So the uh, Eliza Cushy, I want to say that's her name. <laughs> the new 
I'm so bad. My kids, my kids were. It can't be. Is it Kushi for real? It's K O or Koshi. It's K O S H Y. It's got. I want it to be Kushi so bad. Liza Kosai or Kushi or I can't. I'm so bad. I can't even say places where I live. So. I honestly don't know who this is. I didn't know who it was either, and I got very upset. And my kids were like, "Oh, it's Eliza," and I was like, "Don't care. Why is Mark Summers being the announcer? That's not yeah. his job. He should be behind that podium." I just now discovered Game Grumps, and they're like two guys who are my age on YouTube, oh. so I'm way behind on this stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm still watching AVGN. So, oh yeah, I still watch, of course, yeah. And uh, that's an OG right there. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoy, yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than Jim Cornette and random wrestling top yeah. lists from parts unknown and cult, not cultaholic. I don't like them anymore. No, cultaholic. I like. I don't like what's what culture. I get them confused. <laughs> and shout the out same thing. and triple jump because Ben Potter talking about voices. I could listen to that man talk all day long. There are some great voices on YouTube for sure. Ben Potter from Triple Jump, best voice on YouTube. Yeah. And Dad to Harry. But the cool thing, though, about Richard Dawson is Richard Dawson, a game show host, played a game show host in a movie. Whoa. He played in one of my favorite. Is it my favorite Arnold? No, it's got to be at least top three, maybe. Arnold movies. The Running Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or if kids nowadays would like to see a similar version of The Running Man, The Hunger Games. With yes. A, without children. A grown-up Hunger Games. Yes. Where I saw a man's head get separated from his body. But once again, you know my child. Kids movie. Yeah. This is a kids movie. Kids movie. My dad was like, oh, we're going to watch this. And he said it's not. <laughs> we watched. <laughs> I kind of get like a little resemble sometimes. I had parents that were so blunt, but then again, I'm happy I did because nothing was like sugar coated. Isn't it always kind of fun when you see somebody who's who is on television, but they're not an actor, but they show up in uh, in movies, yes, at time and shows, uh, literally. I was watching, uh, I know this is a giant brag, a major flex coming upon oh, all of us here. Let's hear uh, it. I was watching Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, well, what wouldn't you watch, Johnny? That's that's an obvious. And a certain Mr. Rogers shows up in an episode. No way. A hundred percent. And this, and I researched it because I was so blown away by him showing up because I'm a giant Mr. Rogers guy. I love Mr. Rogers. And... Uh, it's the only show that he ever, ever appeared on where he didn't appear as himself. He actually played a part. He was a, he played a, a the, the pastor of the town of Colorado Springs. He was like the, he was like his mentor. He shows up. So, uh, but I just love it when that kind of stuff happens. That sounds like a Mr. Rogers part. It most certainly wasn't Mr. Rogers. Like somebody yet. was writing this and they're like, who can we get? And somebody just started. Apparently he was a giant fan because of Dr. Quinn and he loved the show. Oh, so he, cause he has great taste. Like I do. 
I just could see the writers going, uh, we need a mentor for the pastor for this show. And somebody probably just was like, maybe we could get Mr. Rogers. And then all of a sudden somebody was like, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> Give that guy a million dollars. Let's yep, go. Great idea. Yep. But are you ready to get into our Mount Rushmore's? I am. I am very ready. I'm incredibly curious. So just so the audience knows, Andrew and I have not shared our Rushmore's with each other. So I'm very curious if we're going to have any crossover here. No, we promise you that there is no corruption like in NBA, like allegedly in NBA lotteries. So, oh, I'm sorry. Is that wound still fresh or is it closed? As a Charlotte Hornets fan, it's kind of, uh, what's the numb is the word I would oh, use. No. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to go first or? I can go first. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, well, I'm just going to start out with who I already said was the OG. Alex Trebek is on my yeah is on my Mount Rushmore. That's an agreement for both of us. Yeah, I feel uh, he was one of the ones I thought there's a big chance of us both having was Alex Trebek. Uh, what an icon! Even down from the facial hair, the mustache even was sort of iconic, and just the way that he, just the way his voice sounds like I could, I feel like I could listen to him read anything or say anything and i would just be like yeah this this dude is like his voice is just so soothing to me i i think if you're uh imitated on saturday night live yes we made it that way not to say that but he was the perfect game show as we alluded before they can't really find that person he was the perfect game show host for that game show yes stoic you know made a little joke every once in a while did that stuff and but also he seemed he, like even though he obviously had the cards in front of him like even when i was a kid i was like this guy already knows these answers anyway he doesn't yeah. even need to look at this card <laughs> it looked like he's been digging in a library for years and then all of a sudden yeah he was just like, like i imagine that's how they found him the host i imagine that's how they found him to host a show they're like well uh and then they went to like some big university, like Harvard or somewhere, and they're like, "Yeah, we got this guy in the back. He never comes out of the of the library." Uh, yeah, Alex, if you want to go talk to him, there's... and he just emerges, and he's you know he's been hibernating with books. <laughs> there was this guy, a game show on ESPN that they played for a while, and it was called Stump the Schwab. When you said guy in the back, yeah, well the Schwab. Yes. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. The Schwab was just a guy that did research at ESPN. Yeah. yeah. And it was really hard to stump him. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But Alex Trebek, I feel like it's an easy put on our on apparently both of our Mount Rushmore's here. Yes. And a great Canadian. I always. Yes. I always, you know, give a shout out to our neighbors to the north since I used to live so close to them. Yeah. I love Canada. Yeah. All right, uh, so should I just go and go to my number two then? So we both had him. Yeah. All I'm right, sure I think, a couple we're gonna probably have. I think so too. Um, I'm gonna go with Bob Barker here. Of course. My, yeah, yeah. Love Bob Barker. Uh, I mean, he's the reason that I even remember as a kid. Uh, because we would, uh, you know, Price is Right was a show we would watch as a family when I was growing up during the summers. You know, when I was off school, and I remember very distinctly asking my parents what spayed or neutered meant. 
<laughs> and that's how I found out. Let's go to Bob Barker. <laughs> Bob Barker to me is in that weird John Candy mold for me. And you may say I'm a sad person or something, but John Candy, like watching a John Candy movie makes you like feel good. Like it's like a cool uncle or something. Yeah. Bob Barker is like that grandfather type thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to crack a joke. I'm going to be serious every once in a while. You can Bob be serious every once in a while. And you know, you can do both because he was uh, happy Gilmore. He was incredible on there. Uh, He was, uh, what was the other thing he was in that I really liked? What was it? Oh God. I know what it was before I started talking and then I just forgot. Oh Oh, man. For me. Oh, he was uh when uh, WWE Raw was doing like a uh, oh. host. He was by far one of the better ones. Cuz some of those were really not good. But the Bob Barker episode to me is iconic when he showed up on Raw. Did he really? Yes, and it's really good. It's very very fun. Did he get it right under other than Jeremy Piven that was like he's going to wrestle you at Summerfest. <laughs> Uh, yeah bob barker i mean on top of that to me i'm with you really really good if if you want to learn if you want to be a game show host i would dare say watch video of him and how he actually interacts with people he was also the host of truth or consequences oh man that's 1956 to 1975 that's where certain wrestlers are from (laughs) no there were what was it it oh yeah so in 87 is when he finally stopped coloring his hair did you know this did i know this did i hear about this uh <laughs> i know because he, he's always been kind of he's kind of looked the same for me ever since i was a kid <laughs> yeah that's true 87 is probably when you get more yeah but yeah he used to color his hair and then finally somebody was like just don't do it and see how people are so could you imagine having Bob Barker all the way through your childhood without the white hair? No, he's got to have the white hair. He's got to have it. Like, that's part of the look for me is the white hair. That's the iconic look he has is his hair. Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely an all-time 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, without question. All right, so let's go to our third one. I think this is another one we may have. What do you got? Uh, I got to go past Sajak here. Hell yeah. <laughs> we are three for three, my friend. Pate's, Pat Sajak to me, like he's not w- on pre- the same level or so as Bob Barker and Alex Trebek. He is just that good, steady hand. Yes. That's always there. And I don't feel like anything could really ruffle him. No. No. And he he's... You know what's really sad is when I look up these people and I see how old they are, and I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how old's Bob Barker? He's going to be in his late 80s, early early 90s, right? Didn't he pass? Did he pass away? I'm going to be sad because I didn't know Dude, this. This is this is a part of my life now where I'm like, oh, I wonder what this celebrity is I doing. thought he was still around because I feel like I would remember if he passed, but I do have a terrible memory. I So do I. I, I and if he didn't pass, I feel very bad. I didn't mean to. Oh no, he's still going. Ninety-nine years old, Mister Bob Barker. Good God, go keep. We got to get him man. going. December twelfth, he'll be a hundred years old. Go for it. 
Good God, what a great guy. And I'm uh, sorry. But yeah, I, Pat Sage, how old's Pat Sajak? I, he's retiring, right? Yeah. And do these people age? Pat, That's another thing. Pat Sajak is 76 years old. I would have never guessed it. I, I should have guessed before you told me the number. Because I would have guessed at most, and it's just because of how I know he's been there forever. I would have said like early 60s would have been my guess. My man's a Vietnam veteran? Wow, I didn't know that. And he was an airplane too? Pat, this is Pat Sajak. He's just, okay, he's a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to, that's solidifying his place here on my Mount Rushmore for sure. Which he already was for me, just from Will of Fortune, but yeah. Yeah, he had a small role a small role as a Buffalo, New York newscaster, which earns points there, in the 1982 comedy film Airplane 2, the sequel. <laughs> Man. Do you think we're going to go four for four? I don't think so. I think the I fourth think one I think the fourth one's where we're going to differ here. I think we're definitely different on this one. Yeah. Alright, so I honestly, I'm being completely upfront and honest with you, Andrew. For a second, I did think Richard Carn. I did uh, just because that's my childhood, and uh, he was who I remember the most hosting Family Feud. But I've become such a just I'm just fascinated by Steve Harvey hosting this show that I'm putting him as my fourth. And it's again, this is personal. So everybody knows personal. I'm sure he's not on a lot of people's, but he's just so fascinating to watch interact with people. He is a good people person. Yes, very much so. I feel like he's somebody who can easily, he can be making fun of you, but he's also putting you at ease. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a good nature about it. I never once feel like he's really out being just a uh, verbally abusive to anybody. Yeah, when and that's a and that's a fine line to uh, to walk around. The funny thing about Steve Harvey too, as just a person, he is the one celebrity that when he talks and he gives advice, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to Steve Harvey. Yeah. If, even Doctor Phil is like, you should. I'm like, what do you know, Doctor Phil? And then Steve Harvey's like, I'm gonna tell you. I'm like, oh, tell me. Oh. <laughs> Tell me, Mister Harvey. <laughs> also, have you seen have you seen his have you seen his court show? No, I I think I've seen clips actually. It's so good. I don't. But... It is so good because he comes out and just says, "I'm not a real judge." <laughs> he just comes out and does it beat out Gary Busey's hat judge? That would be the closest thing I would compare it to, because. Gary but I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I know you because that's a great show. I'm fairly seen? certain that, like, it's one of those shows where I feel like anybody who's on it has got to be like it's got to be an actor, because the one that I saw, there's like a, actually caught a YouTube video of somebody talking about it, and it was of these two women. They were cousins, and one of the women's uh, moms had passed away. And they borrowed money from the cousin to pay for the cremation. And they were going back and forth because uh, she hadn't paid it back yet. And they were very upset, but then they would have pictures that the cousin brought 
of her going places with the urn, like she buckled the urn into the front seat. Oh yeah, stuff. it's it's up there with the. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite part about Gary Busey's uh, pet judge is at the end. Whenever he bangs the gavel, he just yells "pet justice." For absolutely no reason at all and then and then i think to myself does gary Busey know this isn't real no he doesn't that's why it works i never want him to know something wasn't real like that's my biggest thing but yeah i could i could see steve harvey i he he would he's an honorable mention for me Okay, all right. I'm very curious who your number four is. My number four is Mark Summers. Yeah, he was the other one. Obviously, I mean, I already brought him up. Like he and Steve Harvey and and Richard were the three that I was trying to figure out who I wanted to put as my fourth. So I'm very happy that he's on yours. Yeah, uh, like I like you said before, he is just the face of Nickelodeon game shows in the '90s. He is the standard that we held Kurt Fogg and uh, Michael Malley up to. The other probably two guys that I can name that were game show hosts on there. And he just did it. The man had an OCD and he had to go on the nastiest show ever in Double Dare. Yeah. And he just did it without a problem. I Mark Summers is just there. He didn't. He never seemed dickish. I could say it that way. Right. Like he, yeah. he dealt with kids constantly and, and mess. And I, ne- I never, I never, ever, I've seen a lot of double dare. I never once felt he was actually talking down to the kids either. No, no, no. He was just constantly, you know, do you want to, do you want to, you know, dare double dare or, or do that. And then um, there was, I don't know. I just love, I just love, you know, just Mark Summers completely. On I mean, what kid yeah. didn't think about when you're, when you're growing up? I mean, I guarantee you thought this too. You would watch all those things you had to do on Double Dare and you just thought about, man, I wish that was one of those kids. Yes. You know. Yeah, I wanted to be on Double Dare. That's one of my favorite episodes of the Goldbergs. Yes. Yes. When yep. they do when they do double dare. That's one definitely one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, yep. Mark Summers, he's just he, he's a classic. He's a classic. And I don't know if if there's like a game show host hall of fame or anything like that, if he's in it because he did children's shows and not adult ones. That's but he, I think to kids in our generation, that guy meant a lot just because of his game show ability. Yeah. And there were plenty of people who I'm sure others would have on theirs. I mean, Chuck Woolery's a big name. I loved the dating. I had a weird obsession with the dating game as a kid. Richard Dawson. I love yep. Richard Dawson. I like Ray Combs. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, Very. Uh, Wink Martindale, of course. What a great name. <laughs> yeah, that is probably the most classic. Dick Clark. Dude, yeah. The the Ryan Seacrest before Ryan Seacrest. Yes. Just doing everything on the twenty thousand now. Isn't it now the hundred thousand dollar period? It might be. I mean due to inflation, yeah. Uh 
I'm trying to think who else there is. Yeah, because I'm looking at like a top list. Chuck Barris, who did? Oh, he did the gig and gave in the newlywed game. Where do you like to make whoopee? Uh, yeah, yes. Groucho Marx. <laughs> they got him on here. And then got him on here. You, you uh, got him on here. Yeah, man. You bet your life we got the Groucho Marx. Uh, Regis. I liked Regis. And I uh, think there was another one that even when they downscaled, like the downscaling of game shows, like uh, who wants to be a millionaire? You would still. Yeah, now it's to- like, now it's like, who wants to like be able to pay for parking? Yeah. <laughs> but when Regis didn't do it anymore, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Uh, he was a big part of why that show was such a big hit. Was It was hosted by Regis. Howie's not bad. I like Howie. And then Ann Robinson from The Weakest Link. I th- She's one that got old after a while because it was like the stick. Yeah, I, I mean, that was the whole thing about that was you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Right. I mean, that was the whole thing. Once that runs its course, it's what are you going to do? It's not like, and the answer is. <laughs> yeah. You can put that in the form of a question. Yeah. Or you're bankrupt. Or would you like to buy a vowel or solve the yeah. problem? Yeah. What's your opening bid? Yeah. See? Yeah. A brand new car. Oh, that was boring. Yes. Roddy, yeah. but... <laughs> I believe Rod Roddy's now. I, I wonder, if, is he with us? While you're looking that up, there's this great documentary uh, that's about the guy who went on, he went to like so many Prices Right tapings. Yeah. And he learned what everything was actually worth. So he knew the patterns and everything the show would use. And he actually had every, like he basically knew the price for everything down to variants of them. Like if it was a new car, because they'd always tell you what all these cars would have. Sometimes there would be different packages like you get with cars. And he would even know the difference in prices there. And so he knew everything. And this whole documentary is about him actually getting on there and, uh it's it is fascinating i've yeah i've seen that one it's uh the perfect price or something like that it's called something like that yeah yeah yes rod rowdy all from fort worth texas uh passed away in 2003 at the age of 66 oh man shout out to rod rowdy rp you are amazing you made my childhood awesome by just yelling out people's names and saying come on down but yes that's a catchphrase I think that's the other thing that makes a good game show host is can their catchphrase leave on live on where you're not getting sick of it. Yeah. Like the physical challenge and just saying certain things like that. Yeah. Kurt Fogg. You want to use a lifeline. Yes. You want to phone a that's friend. more, yeah. more Regis than same. Yeah. The Katie Couric now. I thought it was uh, Meredith. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Mara. Meredith. Okay. Yeah, and I do like her, but it's just not the. It's just not the same. Why is there... like I haven't watched very many after we just stopped doing it, and uh, obviously, big time. Rest in peace to him. Another legend gone. Yeah, I many summers of uh, being with my grandmother watching Regis and Kathy Lee. <laughs> Yep, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Too early to go outside, one TV in the house, 
you're watching what grandma's watching. I feel like there was an episode of Regis and Kathy Lee where they had the Ninja Turtles on for the Secret of the Ooze movie. I have a very vague memory of this. I need to look this up now. They're for sure on Oprah once, and that was really weird. Uh, do recommend looking that up, too. It's very yeah, odd. I heard that question. Yeah. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior on Regis and Kathy Lee was the absolute worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, I'm glad we're bringing this up, too. There's a great... Uh, on YouTube, there's a great uh, video that has all the wrestling interviews that Conan O'Brien has done. Highly recommend. They were on Regis and Kathy Lee, and it's like it looks like the same as Oprah for the coming out. It's the coming out of the shell tour, which we need to put on the schedule because <laughs> shell, yeah, we do. I think yeah. this is something that's going to. <laughs> Sad and Johnny, kind of like when we watched Ready to Rumble last week. Oh, it will. It's not good, but I'll definitely do it. Yeah, because uh, it was great when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. I have a very distinct memory of them also showing up for Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of the Ooze. Because I even remember the clip they played. It's the clip of when they're in April's apartment and they're playing football with the pizza. Okay. I didn't think about it. And Raph dives over the couch with his side and catches a slice of pizza with it. And goes, touchdown. Yeah. That was the only Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie I owned was The Secret of the Use. <laughs> but I think my aunt got it for me for Christmas. She was buying us tapes. And I think yeah. for like three Christmas, I got Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I hold mm-hmm. very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Bat Batman, the one with like Batman nineteen eighty nine, which was like huge. I saw you. She knocked out of the park three times. If you ask me, <laughs> and that's got to be Secret of the Ooze. That's home run after home run after home run, right there. Yeah, and yeah. I and I watched the crap out of those because I love movies. So, but, yeah. but that was the three movies I remember her getting me for like three consecutive Christmas. Well, it's uh, flexing on how great she is. (laughs) I was a little upset, but this is the childish thing. Because my brother, the year I got Mickey's Christmas Carol, he got the Disney sing-along. Yeah. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, yes. And I know it's canceled today, but I really enjoyed the Zippity-Doo-Dah song. Even though... The sound of the self. Is that what it was called? Is like something like that. Yeah. It, there's a lot of not so great stuff now in it looking back, but the music itself is very catchy. Yeah. But is there any other game show hosts that you want to make? I think we got all the big ones, honestly, and all the ones that I really want to make sure we talked about. We've talked about. If you could host a game show. Oh, I'm oh here we go. Route. I'm going this route. You know me. I always got some trying to get something in the back pocket. If you could host a game show. Which game show would you host? Man. I kn- for me, I know it's not Jeopardy. No, definitely not Jeopardy for me. How either. about you have to pick a kid's one and an adult one? Well, I know I couldn't do Jeopardy because that's the one show where I can get 20 questions wrong in a row, and I will. But if I just get one right, I feel like the smartest man in history. But it just happens so rare. That's despite 
I feel I'm fairly knowledge- knowledgeable overall, but like, you know, uh, so it would definitely not be that. It would have to be a show where I'm allowed to be a little loose with stuff. So either like Family Feud uh, you or what you, you would be amazing on Family Feud. I'm thinking Feud or uh, just because it's just, again, part, uh, part of my childhood. I would have to go process right. Those would be the two I would want to do. I would want to do probably Nick Arcade. Yeah, I went there. Oh, that would be my kids one, a million percent Nick Arcade. I would go Nick Arcade, even though when you watch that back, when you would watch him go into the video games, you're like, this is amazing as a kid. And now you're like, mm, not so great. Technology. <laughs> yeah, and it's always the same games. Yeah. <laughs> though I did I did, I will still to this day mark out over Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so. It's always the same game, and when they go into the arcade, you ever notice too, like the hit boxes don't register. <laughs> yeah, I get the coin. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the time, that was major technology. That was, but now it's like, eh, not so. much. I used yeah. to think it was awesome because I go to my dad's house on the weekends, and he would let us eat dinner in the living room, and we were able to watch Nick Arcade, and I was like, oh man, oh. yeah. Uh for an adult one like man i think i would want to do actually you know what i would want to do because i have a weird thing where i enjoy grocery shopping give me supermarket sweep love it absolutely love it yeah those would be those would be my two ones and even today even with inflation and when i watch reruns I'm still nailing prices on supermarket sweep because <laughs> it's so fun, right? Oh man. What a fun show. I think it's very underrated. I, I remember, mean, I remember watching it and being like really mad when the people were running down and they would just miss the obvious big, uh, icons that they can grab and, you know, like, like, uh, uh, the green giant, they would, you know, they would miss those. I was like, he's right there. Just grab him. <laughs> I love the announcer on that one too. Shout out to all the cool announcers. I don't know who the announcer was on Supermarket Suite, like Rod Roddy, the guy on uh, Double Dare. But even him, he was like, just think about him. He he was pretty much calling a sport where he's like, and they're grabbing those big pounds of meat, $50. Don't forget those hams. Where <laughs> she's going for baby formula and those big 10 pound things of Tide. Oh. <laughs> She's going for the Brock's candy. Your one pound equals a hundred dollars. Don't go over though. And, it, <laughs> and I just loved listening to him. Just do that. Or the bagels. I need to get oh. Matt. I need to get Matt to do like a, his Madden over one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bagels. Boom! <laughs> we should do that. I should do my co-sell and he should do Madden and we should just go over it. And just, yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> like, here we go today. That's where we're going to go. Oh, he's going to the meats. Those are good high in protein meats. And oh, going to the bagels. Remember the sequence. They need a cinnamon raisin in everything and a plain bagel. Mm, with and then you'd have Matt just saying boom and Brett re- yeah. Favre over and over. Or he just <laughs> comments on the move. And he, like, if they get briskets, he's like, so what you got to do? 
you gotta yeah. do, Howard? You gotta get the brisket and you gotta trim it. You gotta. You need to do like it. a little overlay of him drawing X's and O's over these people <laughs> the grocery aisle. We're just talking about trimming brisket. He just circles. You gotta trim it right here. See this fat? You gotta get that fat cat up off of there. That would be great. But those are my two. And this reminds me, I think this is what reminded me is we got to do one on just game shows. Oh, yeah. Just in general. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but my list would be very similar to today's. <laughs> yeah. But we'll give it some give it some yeah. time to let this we'll let it we'll let it uh, simmer. We'll let it simmer. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. <laughs> With that, our Mount Rushmore's very similar once again, but still. In the end, we were a little bit different, which good. You could tell we grew up in the same generation, same era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're yes, definitely for sure. at the same time with everything we do. Other than Doug and Mac and me, we still have not agreed upon that. <laughs> but I respect your hatred of those things because I get it. <laughs> I just don't agree, but I do understand it. But if you like what we do here on the Nostalgia Funhouse, uh, please leave us a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can leave a review. Uh, join our Patreon if you can for only a dollar a month. And also check us out on various social medias, which I mean by various is a two Facebook and oh, we do have an Instagram. So Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check those yeah. out. And uh don't ask us to do TikTok. We don't understand it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I. That's one hundred percent the truth. It angers me. I don't like it. I can't even understand. I don't even understand Discord. Somebody was like, "You need to get Discord," and I was like, "It's it's. I already do this with other stuff. Why am I getting this?" Yeah, I don't understand Discord. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> That's how I knew I was old. <laughs> I did this one podcast with one guy who's like, Do you have Discord? And I'm like, Don't we just do it over Zoom like any other people? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, No, I, I record through Discord. I'm like, no, and then my, my kids are like, Oh yeah, it's like a chat. And I'm like, So why are we recording? If I get <laughs> I have to type. They're like, No, you can talk through it too. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I feel when it comes to podcasting, if I have to download anything else. Oh, you know, I'm on this same wavelength here. You, I know. <laughs> without getting into details, we are in the same boat. If I have to go out of my way to be on your podcast, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Send me a Zoom link. Yeah. Uh, Skype. I have Skype. I also have Skype. Zoom, Skype, I'll do. And uh, then, do you need uh, me to FaceTime with my phone? I will do that. But other than that, you're asking too much. Uh, and I think I have Microsoft Teams just because it comes with like the Microsoft Office. But other yeah. than that, don't ask me for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're lucky that I understand how to get a Zoom, get into a Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, Johnny and I are still trying to figure out things. We have wild ideas, and we are yes. still trying. literally before we started recording. I was asking Andrew. I said, Andrew, I've seen other people do this, so I know they can. Do we know how to do this? <laughs> and I'm like, I think. <laughs> so stay tuned for what might happen. <laughs> yeah. Something I get to play around with. And this is what I'm going to do when I'm bored. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this here. And then I'm going to research it. And I'll, this is how you know you're getting old. Not only am I going to research it, but I'm going to read about it. 
I'm going to go to YouTube, watch a video on it. And then once yep. I don't like what that guy is saying, even though he is probably teaching me the 100% direct way, I'm going to say, I don't like what you're saying. I'm going to somewhere else. That is how I uh, know. Which you're people. past me because once I get to where the guy, I don't like what the guy's saying, I just give up. <laughs> and it just I, doesn't happen. <laughs> see, I'll give up for a little bit. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Even though I have no idea what I'm doing. I've yeah. come to that point in my life where nobody knows what they're doing, even though I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. I understand that completely. Or even watching like baking shows on TV where these people are professional bakers and own their own business. And I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to be putting that fondant. On. <laughs> yes, I, do. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work, but I, I am at that age where I don't think anybody knows what they're doing, but I also know that I too don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yes. I watched the Olympics one year. The last, like, I think we're around the last Winter Olympics. I was watching ski jumping. Never ski jumping in my life. <laughs> Never will. But yet I critiqued every single guy. I'm like, well, you're not leaning that forward on that one. You Are you kidding? I watch people doing that, doing the diving. You know, it's like the crazy dives, doing all these kind of things. And, my, and I'm like, you got to tuck that leg in. Like, I would be able to even remotely do that in the moment. So my daughter and I enjoy watching dance bombs. Okay. Yes. They suck. She suckered me into dance bombs to the point where I'm kind of like addicted to it. Yeah. And there's times where they're like, they're like, you got to straighten your leg. And I'm like, yeah, that knee looks a little bent there. Even though <laughs> I have no flexibility compared to these, compared to these girls that are dancing, like no flexibility. But I'm like, yeah, you got that doesn't look good. And then I critique them too. I'm like, why does she do? Why does she do the same move every competition? So also, it's the moms complaining about the dance owner, the dance. What is it, Abby Lee? Constantly, yeah. And I know it's a reality TV show, but every episode, I think to myself, well, why don't they just leave? <laughs> And then my wife and my daughter. If you don't like it, you can just go. Yeah, I'm like, why don't they just leave? And my wife and my daughter got to remind me. They go, it's television. They leave. <laughs> they don't have a show. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but but really, why don't they just leave? Why don't they go? If you're going to go, go. If, you, if yeah. it's that bad, Abby Lee Dance Company, then go. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> so not only did you get our game so host, of Mount Rushmore's, but you got a little lesson into me and Johnny getting older and slightly angry, angrier about things. Yeah, and me discovering that dense moms is a thing. I didn't know it was, but I'm well, intrigued. It's, it's, <laughs> that's where that's how I know about Jojo Siwa. I I don't know who that is. <laughs> Girl with the bows, you know, he the big bows. Okay. You're just like, this is a, are you, is this French? I don't know what you're No, talking. she was on Dance Bombs. She's pretty big now. I'm sure she is, Andrew, but I'm 40 years old. <laughs> Come on, you got like nieces and nephews. They've never. My nephew has never once okay, said that name. Okay, nephew, okay. Yeah, I do have a niece, but I don't get to talk to her near as much. She might know who that is. I don't know. <laughs> if you call it. <laughs> do you know who Jojo Seaweed? <laughs> I'll get it wrong, but do you know who Jojo Seaweed is? <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> do you know who Jack Jack? 
<laughs> Succotashes. Woo. <laughs> the dancer. Jojo. Yeah. I can't even think. Jojo sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> Jojo sickbay. Something. Something. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph C. Uh, no, I, I don't know. What that is. Yeah, you, yeah, you got it. Oh, but yeah, Jojo, I think because I have kids, I think that kind of helps me, but yeah. Uh, well, you're the Generation Z guy anyways. Isn't that what you got on the YouTube video? I did, but it didn't make any sense. Oh, okay. I'm looking her. I just have to look this person up to see if I've seen them before. <laughs> I, I, I swear to you, I've never seen this person before. But you're right, she has like a big bow in her hair. Yeah, she's always had like a big bow. Yeah. You, who, I, I, this is oh, not yeah. a world I'm familiar with. Yeah, if you ever want to check out Dance Bombs, just go to... Of course, I'm the target audience for Dance Bombs. <laughs> it's it's shockingly good. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. I'm the guy who watches Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> you, I think you would enjoy Dance Bombs. <laughs> I do. Stay tuned for the next episode where I give my honest critique and review of uh, Dance Bombs. I've actually gone into serious consideration starting the third podcast with my daughter based on Dance Bombs. <laughs> I would listen. It's on uh, Tubi and Pluto for free. Oh, right. there we go. Disney Plus? Jeez. If it's on Disney Plus. That's how you know it's quality. Yeah. That's how you know it's definitely quality. But as we went off into a tangent, but thank you everybody for listening. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And I value you. I will try to figure out who Jojo, um, see what G me is. <laughs>